0: All right. We're back.
1: We back. We back. We back with a special guest too. We Yeah. Back. What up? We are the. We we are already the original talking hoops Moisey and Bird, but we got a special guest with us today. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: What's going on? Uh, it's Reed right here. You feel me? You can find me on Instagram, Reed Dollars. Twitter, Reed Dollars. You know. All right, all right.
0: Thank you, Ree, for joining
2: us. Always good to have
0: more people, more voices here on Talking Hoops.
1: Always, always.
0: Uh, so let's just get into it, Bird. Um, let's start out with some summer league talk. Um, the first thing I noticed right away when I looked at the summer league, you know, rosters and everything, was mm-hmm. that uh, of the top six picks in uh, this year's draft, R.J. Barrett's the only one that's really playing consistently. Yes. Uh. John Morant didn't play. Didn't play at all. Darius Garland not playing. Haven't seen him. Uh, Jarrett Culver, nope.
1: Who uh, does he, he got traded to Minnesota, right? Yep, okay. yep.
0: He could he couldn't even technically be with the team for a long time. I think he just signed his contract not yeah. too long ago.
1: Also with um, Jarrett Culver, I saw some weird to where like they said that he was taking the whole summer to like study the plays or something like that. Yeah, like, that he, yeah that he needed to learn their offense or something. Yeah, bro, so, so I'm not sure if he's like a slow learner or like what's going on with or, that. but... Minnesota's running some really complicated
0: offense. Right. But it's just uh, to me it's really concerning and the biggest concern to me was um Michael Porter Jr for Denver. It and oh, not yeah. not that he's not that he's not playing. I think he's it's not that he needs to They say he's the going to be ready for the time. start of the season though. Right, but we've seen it too many times with guys like Greg Oden, Brandon Roy, even Derrick Rose to a degree, um Grant Hill. Right. The injuries just take the potential completely away from a player. And I know it's way too early to say that, but I'm just so worried because. The, the Markel
1: I, Fultz of the world. We right, seen him. right,
0: right, right. Um,
1: no timetable on that.
0: Right. I just, it, to me, Denver's, you know, future as, they can go a lot. They're good now, but if Michael Porter Jr. can turn into an all-star or an all-NBA level talent, they're going to go a lot further.
1: Oh yeah, I believe you on that one for sure. He'll definitely complete their offense at the three position for sure. Mm-hmm. Sixteen can shoot, can handle the rock as well. Oh yeah. How you feel about how you feel about Michael Porter Junior mm-hmm.
2: Pretty much the same for the most part. Boy, injuries took <clears throat> well injuries kinda took him out the game with uh where you got Missouri, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah,
0: only sure. played like he, oh, yeah. ten. I don't even know if it was ten games. Was it five? It was something like three he or four. Then
2: um, they make the tournament, you right? Made it, yeah, you played. In yeah, the he came
0: back days. in the tournament and he got injured in like their second game or something mm-hmm. in the uh, at the beginning of the year.
2: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you though. You know, Denver was second seed in the West. You know, they mm-hmm. made a nice little run. i no am telling you what, 18, 19 points, fifteen points for Michael Porter can you know, add to the situation. Right,
1: right. Uh, uh, <coughs> for me, another player out of the summer league that I was really waiting to see was Darius Garland. Um, yeah. he, played, he he hasn't played a game for the Cavs yet. I believe it was uh, last week that he said that that they said that um, either him or Kevin Porter Jr. was supposed to play a game, but we only yeah. seen the um, late second round rookie for for the Cavs, Devin uh, Windler, I believe, so mm-hmm. like Belmont. So I was really waiting to see him. Um, I saw DeAndre Hunter a little bit. He played one game. Didn't really impress me. One player that really did impress me though, um, Jackson Hayes. He did play for the Pelicans. He was a top ten pick for the Pelicans, and he showed me a lot. Yeah, uh, I a lot really, of bounce with that guy. A lot of bounce, bro, a lot of bounce. He, lot I, of I didn't really gemma. hear too much from him out of Texas. Uh, didn't really watch too much Big 12 basketball. Right. I'm a Big 10 fan, you know what I'm saying, go blue. hmm But when I saw him that first summer league game, and he was finished around the basket, blocking shit off the glass, catching oops, man, it was crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, speaking of, uh, I, another guy that impressed me is his Pelicans t- uh, teammate, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Um, right now he's 27-6-4 and four with two steals in summer league. Uh, I, th- I think the Pelicans got, with trading Anthony Davis and getting that number one pick, I think they're a lot better off than people think because they drafted
1: well and they got quite a haul for Anthony Davis. Oh, yeah, for sure. Alonzo Ball, <laughs> um, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. Um, you want to sign J.J. Reddick, Derek Favors. Like I said, you got Jackson Hayes at the center as well, too. So it's, it got a decent blend of veterans. You know who'd have been in the playoffs? Who'd have been there to where they can kind of course that young team around? Definitely. But definitely, though. Definitely, I feel like they do still need more three play shooting. They got a lot of playmakers and a mm. lot of length and athleticism. Uh, but, but, but that JJ Redick signing was big for him, though. Yeah, They def- gave him a lot of money. I think he gave him like thirty mil for two years, but yeah. you know I think he will be worth it for that team.
0: Yeah, Drew um, David Griffin's been very clear that's Drew Holiday's team. Ironically, it's weird to think that you know he's a leader of a team. Oh yeah,
2: but um, going back on um, summer league, another player that kind of impressed me was Tyler Hero coming out of uh, Kentucky. You know? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's in Miami. The, the things that stick out about him to me is his ability to score. You know, especially with going on, he got drafted to the Heat. You know, they got Jimmy Butler that can you know lead, lead him in the right direction. I you know, got a couple other players, and hopefully, that make a playoff run.
1: Yeah, you know, Tyler Hero, uh, he definitely is a good player. out uh, of Kentucky reminds me a lot of D-Book in a, in a lot of ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kyle probably instilled that and probably showed him a lot of D-Booker highlights, told him he can possibly be that. Right. He looks good. But, you know, actually, really, uh, what was kind of reported and said out there, that he didn't want to give up Tyler Hero or Bam and the Bayou in that Westbrook trade. So yeah. he probably would have had Westbrook. Um, instead of the Rockets, if right, they would have packaged in Tyler Hero, so yeah, I believe Tyler Hero is going to be special for the Heat, though for sure.
0: Yeah, the fact that they, you know, theoretically gave up on Russell Westbrook because they don't want to get rid of Tyler Hero or Bam is that shows how highly they think of them. With, you know, Westbrook would have been a good fit in that system and that you know kind of hardworking Miami mentality.
1: And then what's kind of ironic, Devin Booker was pick number eleven too, right? I believe so. Yeah, Tyler Hero, number 11 as well. Both out of Kentucky. Pick number 11. Yeah, yeah, Got yeah. to be some there. Can't be just a coincidence.
0: Yeah, and another another Miami guy that has impressed me, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Oakland University went to Illinois those first three years but then transferred to Oakland. He's averaging 21, 6, and 5 for Miami in the summer league. Just I th- looking at Miami's roster, they're going to need guys that can score the ball other than Jimmy Butler. And like you said, mm-hmm. Hero – Having Kendrick Nunn, mm-hmm. um, they're going to need, yeah, some supplemental scoring.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, Kendrick Nunn is like, uh, nice. I lost a lot of a lot of highlights from him out of Oakland. You know, he is a hometown college team for us. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to kind of catch them OU games. He was definitely putting up buckets there. Yeah, and how about our Bruce Brown here in Detroit? Oh, yeah, almost averaging a triple-double, 13-8-8. Yep. Uh, they wanted to uh, kind of play him at the one this summer, kind of test this out, see if they can kind of experiment that into the season as well. And he kind of uh, overly impressed, in my opinion, if you ask yeah. me. Even dropped the triple-double as well, too. I think he was, what, the third player to ever Yeah, do it?
0: third in, in summer league history. Yeah. Um, I, I think a guy who th- people have kind of said have struggled, but I don't think, you know, looking at his numbers, R.J. Barrett, They the first couple games, he definitely struggled mightily. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said playing with guys like Kevin Knotts and Alonzo Trier, they had the ball in their hands. They're the ones that are going to be taking shots. So he kind of needed
1: to get used to that offense a little. But he's still averaging 17, 9, and 5. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's pretty common rookies, man, especially those uh, highly touted top pick rookies. You right. know, they don't always come out and, and, and show that ability in summer league or, you know, that first, second, or even third game at sometimes. But mm-hmm. we already know that the talent is there. He just got to shake off that dust. Um, um, uh, coming off from Duke, kind of uh, getting out the tournament early as well, too. Right. Just taking off some dust on the court. He'll be fine, though.
0: Right. not. We're not trying to put too much into what these guys are doing at Summer League, but like I I, th- I told you earlier, um, if you can put up some numbers at Summer League, you know you can get some minutes in the league because right. you can play with guys who are you know on the verge of being in the, in the NBA. So if you're better than them, you're probably good enough to be in the league.
1: Yeah, I feel you
0: um what about our boy our boy Rui we were talking about him earlier What well, I think I said not that he's going to be Kawhi Leonard but looks a lot like Kawhi Leonard did uh, when he came out of college
1: I'm sorry who you said again
0: Rui Rui Hachimura
1: for, oh uh, Rui Washington. Hachimura okay yeah yeah that got out of Gonzaga that got drafted by Washington yeah
0: first you know, Japanese player ever taken in the
1: first round oh yeah that's what's up shout out to Japan for sure that's big ups that's big ups but um but for me Rui um uh, he's another player that I didn't really watch too much out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of people kind of like was shocked and surprised that the wizards like picked him at another eight, uh, number eight. It was mm-hmm. a lot of, it was a lot of like pre-drafts, um, having, um, the, actually the Pistons, uh, the Pistons rookie that they drafted number 15, that him mm-hmm. going there. Cause you know, the, uh, even even though I believe uh, he'll be fine, because like you said, he averages some nice numbers, shows some game, but okay. that is a, a surprising pick from Washington. I'm not I'm not really sure about him though yet.
0: Yeah, he was kind of seen as more of a late lottery, possibly you know mid first round pick. But I I think with you you said you didn't watch a lot of Gonzaga basketball being on the West Coast. That's being on that were on the East Coast. It's tough for us to really watch you know that West Coast basketball consistently. Um, you know, he's just, I, I see him as a solid, he's already solid defensively, and he's shown that he can, he's going to develop a jump shot, and I, again, that's for a team that's looking tough with some tough contracts, and John Wall's probably not going to play this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, so. The Wizards went and sign Isaiah Thomas, too, so that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um. So. Uh, summer league. I just want to. To me, this year it seems like the summer league has more people have been watching it than ever. The rate they've said the ratings are good. Um, looking at the st- you know the arena that they're in, they they fill seats, and I just think it's the NBA has done a phenomenal job. Oh yeah, for sure promoting I, it
1: I, for sure, and I believe um, um the commissioner has a lot of uh, uh mm-hmm. um, has a lot to do with that for sure.
0: Yeah, um, because it's kind of, you know, you had Zion, Zion was great, uh, had a whole gravitational pull around him. He has so much hype. Um, but then you don't see, you see him in, what, nine minutes of action in yeah. Summer League? Yeah. And you kind of think, oh, maybe the hype's going to die down a little. But no, people people have been paying attention still. Are,
1: are you concerned about Zion's weight? There's been a lot of talk about his weight um at the combine i believe he was only measured to have like 5% body fat i'm not sure if that's true or not and i'm not sure if i'm like if you can quote me on that but yeah. i'm a, if i'm not mistaken it was less than
0: 10% yeah i think now is the time it, it, he's going to get into that nba um system with the nba doctors and nutritionists and stuff and he'll probably he might not lose weight because they taught, um they talked about this with Andre Drummond when he was a rookie even though um he was physically. Or even so Charles Id- Barkley. Yeah, he just he wasn't in a system yet to where he could form his body properly. You know, being a college kid, you can't really, you know, put in the type of work that an NBA player does in the weight room and put it in the right way.
2: Yeah, definitely piggyback piggybacking on that um the Zion's way. I, I definitely think when he links up with um the Pelicans' nutrition, that probably might slim him down, maybe like 15, 20 pounds. Right, right. That's all he needs in my opinion. That's what I'm saying. So go down, he had got on he was last time I checked he was two eighty five, maybe going to with dude. So minus twenty, two sixty, which is still kind of big, you know, he's only yeah. what, like six seven, six, eight, somewhere on there. I
0: mean at two eighty five there was what? I think Bobon was the only guy in the league that weighed more than him. Yeah. So I think yeah, he can definitely afford to lose a few LBs and still be as powerful.
1: <laughs> but like you said though, Reed, like soon as he hook up with the nutritionist, even if he sticks at like two seventy if he's eating. It's gonna right, be a better two seventy. He's gonna be a better two seventy. If he's eating right, um I and mean, taking care of his body, you know, and he's gonna be fine in my opinion. But I agree with you, Reed. He does need to at least drop about fifteen pounds just so he can be more mobile and, and just conditioning wise in general. I mean, I even even that first summer league game that I saw when they played the Knicks, he looked tired. Like just yeah. run up the court. He was the last mm-hmm. one to get back on offense. He just looked tired in my opinion.
0: Yeah, definitely um so let's you know we talked about the young guys let's let's move in and talk about you know the the guys that have been in the league um this has been one of the most bonkers nba off seasons been, ever i think it's in been it wild as hell for sure
1: a lot of and, and i love it because we got away from it only being like one two teams and yeah we, we got about like eight teams who can easily just take everything in my mm-hmm. opinion easily ate.
0: uh what's what's a team that you think who improved Who's one team that stands out to you that improved?
2: Uh, one team that improved definitely going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. You know we got <laughs> Brown and AD. That's that's enough right there. But we got the upcoming Kuzma, who's only showing on the upside of being a potential All Star maybe in a couple years. Mm-hmm. We got Avery Bradley. You know defensive presence. You know been in a couple playoffs runs. Solid player. And it's a, a, a bunch of role players. If you look at Bron's career and when he went with Miami, he had maybe what you got, Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade, but other than that, Mario Chalmers, uh, Mike Miller. Shane Battier. Eh? Yeah. Exactly. So a bunch <laughs> the of the ultimate players. role player. And and with K D going down and not re signing with Golden State, definitely my opinion, the West is up for a grab and definitely the championship as well.
0: Yeah, you said they signed, you know, Danny Green, Avery Bradley, brought back K C P uh Quinn, I think Quinn Cook's actually a real sneaky good signing because um Danny Green, 45% from three last year. Quinn Cook, 40% from three. Putting those high percentage three-point shooters around LeBron James is always going to be a good idea.
1: So for me, definitely the Lakers squad got got, got way better than last year. They got better fit pieces around mm, LeBron, yeah. and they also went ahead and grabbed AD. We already know he's a superstar in this league. Um, but there's been, like, talk that they want to start LeBron at point guard. I'm not really that comfortable with it, even though I know, like, for me, like, LeBron always has the ball in his hands in general. To start him at point guard, and they said it was a it was a um, a report that it was gonna be LeBron and Danny Green in the backcourt. So for me, who do you start at the three? Who do you even start at the five? Rather as mm-hmm. well too, with them signing Marcus Cousins, do you bring him off the bench? He's he says he's fully healthy and he's looks slim as well too. So if you start DeMarcus and you start Anthony Davis, who do you put at the three? They have no no size at the three. They went and signed like you said. They, you would even say they Kuzma, got, but he, you would say Kuzma for me. But in my opinion, Kuzma is a hell of a player. But his game is driving to the hole, getting foul, foul, and open threes. Mm-hmm. For me, he doesn't have no in between game at all. For me to be a three in this league, you at least have to have some in between game, yeah. or can check those players who have in between game. And for me, I don't believe Kyle Kuzma has that.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't bring him. I don't know who you bring off the bench because you said if if Boogie's fully healthy, you can't bring him off the bench. He's an all. He's arguably the best center in the league.
1: Right. For me, I mean, so if we look at their roster on paper, they're going to they resign Rondo. Yep. Um, they're going uh, re-sign KCP as well, too. Yep. And like you said, a, a sneaky pick for them um, in the offseason, Quinn Cook. Why don't you start Quinn Cook at the one, Danny mm-hmm. Green at the two. They're both 40% from the three. Brian at the three, AD at the four, because he just said today as well, too, that if – I'm not going to lie, I love playing the four position. Yeah. And then DeMarcus Cousins at the five. So you have shooting in that whole starting lineup. Instead of starting Brian at the one, Danny Green at the two, Kyle Kuzma at the three to where he's not going to be able to check no Kawhi Leonard, right. no Paul he's George. Gonna... He don't have no in-between game to get off the dribble on a Kawhi Leonard or a Paul George or even, or even a Giannis at that, you know what I'm saying, right, right. in my opinion. So I believe that you should bring Kyle Kuzma as your sixth man. Why not? Yeah. Bring him off the bench with – you can start Rondo, KCP, um, 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 A.V. Bradley, yep. Kuzma, JaVale McGee. There you go right there. Yeah, that that's
0: – I think I think LeBron definitely going to play some point this year with that because
1: Quinn Cook's and, – and, and I don't mind that in, like, just yeah. some certain situation, especially of who's in the game. Right. Who you should start the game with, why not start Quinn Cook?
2: Yeah, I don't think – he's got a ring. <laughs> in my opinion, I'm not going to start Quinn Cook because he – Quinn Cook is a great player, you know, two-time champion, but he's not really much of a playmaker. You take Brian out that scenario in that starting lineup, you don't really have that much playmaking.
1: I feel you with that, Reed. No, I, I really do. But I don't believe Quinn Cook is in the game for playmaking.
0: That's what I was going to say. He's he 40%
1: really? from three, so he's in yeah. the game to bring the ball up in some situations, pass the ball to Brian, let Bob, uh, LeBron bring the ball up, and you can stand um at, um, at the top of the key on both of the wings, you know, catch and shoot. Or you or you have the ability to drive and kick. I'm not going to say he is going to break you down to pass the ball like LeBron, but just to start him at that one position to fit just for the fit for me is perfect.
2: I feel you. That, 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 that will work, you feel me? But think about it. LeBron just stay at the point. You, you got Bron pushing the ball. Like you said, he pretty much wherever Bron goes, he's got the ball. He's pushing it up court. Mm-hmm. You got Danny Green possibly might spot up wherever you want him to be. Kuzma, you say all he do is draw. They might implement a couple of plays before you're looking for the driving kick. So, you possibly got Danny Green back up there. Cools them stay in three. AD and Boogie holding the paint down. We straight. Brian going to let everybody eat. Yeah.
1: We'll see. We'll see. I mean, Frank, Go- uh, Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd should be able to figure it out. So, we'll see for sure. I mean, even Frank Go- Vogel said that. Uh, he didn't know what the starting lineup would be, even with the reports out. So we'll see, like you said.
0: Yeah, I think once they get into training camp, it, they, I think chemistry is a big thing too. You know, who who's going to work out together, who, you know, really likes playing together. Um, who does LeBron feel comfortable playing with the most? Mm-hmm. That's going to be – because Le- LeBron loves Rondo.
1: Right. He LeBron does. loves playing with Rondo. Even, so though, so even though LeBron and Rondo doesn't really fit that well. Right. But you, Defensively, it does. The, the, the chemistry is probably there for sure.
0: Right and that R- Rondo's
1: shown some ability from 3
0: in the past few years he just doesn't like to take them
1: right right yeah. so Moisky, what's the team for you that really got better over the uh, over the summer
0: ah uh, i would say brooklyn would probably be the one that got the most better, if I don't think that's grammatically well, correct.
1: Well, I wouldn't say this upcoming season better, but probably yes. the season after that for sure.
0: Yeah, overall. Um, but definitely, I, said, I think, and I'll say this season, I think people are going to be surprised at how disappointing the Nets are. Oh, I agree we, with you too because we've, agree with you we've too. seen how a Kyrie, a solo Kyrie, because even though Kyrie was the dude in Boston, it wasn't just his team.
1: I mean, in my opinion, the Nets. And the Boston Celtics kind of have, like, the similar team. Long linky guys, Mm -hmm. defenders, driving kickers, a couple shooters as well, too. Um, You just take D. Russ out and add Kyrie. Yeah. It's kind of like the same team, in my opinion. But when you see KD on paper, it makes them so much better just even looking on paper. But with the KD injury that we all really know about, uh, we won't really see that until the uh, uh, mm-hmm. the season after.
0: Yeah, it's everybody says the you know it's good that it's his right leg, so it's not you know the one that he pushes off with. Which when you hear about guys having that, oh, I never injury, thought about that. Yeah, when you you hear about guys having that injury, you know, Derrick Rose, it's that it's the left knee that they're pushing off on. That they're it's their power leg. Um, so in I even with Katie's been about. You know, he can shoot – even if he loses a step, he's still a seven-footer that can handle the ball right. and shoot over anybody. Right. So I don't think, you know, even in next season when he's getting back into rhythm, he can shoot jump – he can sit in a chair and shoot jumpers.
1: Right. Or, no, know. no. I, I, well, I'm not saying that KD's going to come back and he's not going to be the same player. We just don't – we just won't really see how good the Nets will be. Until he come back, and you know? even
0: possibly two years from now, until when he's been right. playing basketball for a year right, again, for
1: another year again. But they do, they do have a player that I really like in Karis LeVert, who basically carried the Nets in the playoffs yeah. um, when they lost to Philadelphia, of twenty-two points a game. How do you miss? So, um, so he is somebody who who um, who, who could play some ball to me. So I don't, I don't, be, I don't believe that they'll be like terrible. No, but I do see them between like the sixth and eighth seed.
0: Yeah, I think uh, people are kind of. I think they'll assume would be like a top four seed just because of Kyrie and where he's been with Boston. But yeah, I see a you know eight, seven, eight is where they're would, at.
1: W- will they be better than last year's team?
0: No, I don't think so. Um, I think Delo was a better fit for that team, and just they- that mentality. That they had that kind of, you know, that chip on their shoulder that uh, we're not re- we're not really we're Br- we're Brooklyn. Right. We're the team that got, you know, that sent all those picks to Boston for those old dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not the team that's supposed to, you know, be real good, young, promising and make the playoffs.
1: A team for me that really got better over um, this past offseason um, is the L.A. Clippers um by going out little. really really just surprising the whole league when every when everybody thought that they was out of competition for uh when 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 KD went and signed with the Nets. Beyond um, where,
0: where did where did you have Kawhi going? Did you have him going to the Lakers or did you have him going back to
1: Toronto? I had him going back to Toronto. Uh, so did I. I did. I'm I don't see lie. why
0: you win a championship and leave, but the the Clippers are going to be very good.
2: Uh, I definitely had Kawhi going to the Lakers only because he was a lot of a lot of players helped him win the championship. Van Fleet, uh, Pascal uh Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But who wants to do that again? That, that's Be, a lot just that's, that's take that's, take that entire yeah, that's, team. That's a lot of work. That's mm-hmm. a lot of work. Now he's got hey P- hey PG, you take a little bit of the load PG, here. PG who's just coming off pretty much on his best seasons, averaging at least
1: 27-28. And he was and he was in the MVP vote too, like top 3, you know, mm-hmm. so definitely Paul George came off on of the best seasons. Of his career, but it but for me, it's not just Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I feel yeah. like they have a great team around them. Oh no, Matras Hale. Yeah, Harold. all
0: Clippers fans will hunt you down and hurt you if you not do not mention that they also have Lou Will and Matras Hale off the bench.
1: Pat Beverly. Yeah. Um, um, you still have a pit bull on defense. They went ahead and traded for Mo Harkless as well too. So they have some formidable players that can get the job done. And, and just think defensively, that um uh, how well they'll be able yeah. to switch.
0: Well, that's what's what's your starting five for them. Pat Bev, obviously.
1: Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Mo Harkless. Zubat.
0: Zubots, Yeah, I, w- I would um I agree, I'd say Pat Bev uh Kawhi at the 2 cuz uh Paul George is a little longer, a little taller. Mm-hmm. Um Paul George at the 3. Mo Harkless, or they re- they resigned J. Michael Green also, so I think he could I, be I like
1: Mo Hark- Mo Harkless better. Yeah, than a
0: little a little better defensively. Um, and then, yeah, Zubots at the, at the just five. Him, just
1: having to start, you know what I'm saying, the, the first five to seven minutes of the first quarter. Yep. You know, probably pay about, play about 15, 20 minutes a game because we yeah. already know Matre's here whoever to double-double-less. He's
0: an energy guy, though. Yeah. And you like that off the bench. Mm-hmm. So, and that you're still going to be asking Lou Will to come in and average 20 points. He probably won't average 20 points no, now. He but you, you he will ask not need him, to. He right, doesn't need to. Right, right, to. right. He doesn't need to. Doesn't but need you're going to ask him to try, and it's going to be fun to watch because he's going to have some games where I think he's going to be –
2: Kawhi's going to be at, you know, maybe 18. Paul George will be at 18, and then you'll see Lou Will at 40. Definitely, definitely. I definitely agree with you. I I, I was saying the, other, uh, the same thing not too long ago. He, Lil' Will might go down to my 17, 18 points, but those 30-point games definitely going to come into effect. Yeah, they're going to pop up. Might pop up for 40. Right.
1: And I'm not going to lie, I, I believe this uh, Clippers team, especially being coached by Doc River, this is going to be one of the most unselfish teams that mm-hmm. we'll see playing basketball. Paul George is unselfish. Kawhi Leonard is unselfish. This is going to be a really, yeah, really sy- good passing team.
0: System players, like when you, LeBron goes to the Lakers and LeBron becomes the system, Uh, Kawhi goes to Toronto and – integrates himself into the system. The Clippers are going to make a system with Kawhi and Paul George, obviously, but they're going to fit into the system more than they're going to be your system.
1: Right, for sure. And then just like if I'm the opposing team, the the, the guards and the wings of the opposing teams, having Pat Beverly checking me full court and then me being on the wing and, and I got Kawhi Leonard in my face and then me, me catching the ball in the corner and Paul George and is Paul right George. there. Yeah. You know, I that that's going to be a scary team defensively. Mm-hmm. I, I believe they'll lead the league in steals. Definitely. And fast break points.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, steals will lead to those fast break points. Steals and
1: fast break points. They'll lead the league in for sure. They're going to get a lot of easy buckets.
0: They're not going to give up a lot of fouls too. Cause Ka- That's one thing about Kawhi is he's efficient with his steals. I think I saw a stat. I think it's him and Jimmy Butler. Are like two of the only guys that had that are currently playing that have more steals than fouls. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. it's like, God, oh, yeah, that's a cool stat. Right. It's like you you're getting a steal more than you're getting fou- You're drawing that
1: foul. Mm-hmm, for sure. Let me ask you guys something. What you guys think about the uh, the Russell Westbrook and CP3 trade? I told
0: you earlier. I saw it online. They got younger, not better.
2: Some way got better. And got younger. Only because, you know, like I said, I was me, me and Moiske had this conversation slightly early. Chris Paul, way a, a better, smarter player than Russell Westbrook for sure. But Russell Westbrook is going to definitely give you 82 games in the buff. So we're we not really worried about a, a, a hamstring injury from Russell Westbrook. I know. No CP three to six no, weeks. No, no, we, we, he's he coming. But the only thing is who's going to take that last shot, James Harden or Russell Westbrook? it.
1: Well, it's, it, who who are who are you having taken that shot right now? And then for me, I think the biggest—it's uh, not Russell Westbrook, and it wasn't even cb 3 Like for me, it was always Mike D'Antoni. How is Mike D'Antoni going to co- coach Russell Westbrook? Is mm-hmm. he going to let him be free and jack up ten, twelve threes a game? Because because in, in my in my opinion, I, that's not Westbrook's game. I mean, uh, even though he had the best uh, statistics season last season, I believe. We'll see that again. But he was never really a three-point shooter. But to go to a coach who will just freely let you take those shots, he wants you to take those shots as well too. You know, what is that going to look like? Right. To me, Mike D'Antoni's biggest thing
0: is efficiency. You know, you see when you see Houston's offense, it's threes and shots at the rim. They don't take those little mid-range jumpers that Russ seems to
1: love getting into the habit of, Jacking up twenty one of them and only making about four. Right, right. And, it doesn't look good statistically, but like we said, like the heart and the hustle is gonna be there. Right. Um, uh, he, he's gonna come with it every game, and that's what we really love about Westbrook. For right. Real. And then him averaging triple these past last three seasons isn't nothing to sneeze at or blink at, in my opinion. You know, but. And it's not really talked about like I think it should be because he goes out there and plays his heart out. I mean, it's rumors that players kind of go out their way on this team, like Steven Adams, another big man, to let Westbrook get right, those rebounds. Right, right, right. But I watch a couple of those games, and I see Westbrook go out of as well too. Uh, but we'll see, man. I, in my opinion, it's coaching. Like, how will, how will Westbrook coach Mike D'Antoni? And as far as the last shot, in my opinion as well too, like, if I feel like Westbrook would draw more of a crowd than James Harden when he goes to the paint with all that athleticism and all that aggression, um, so, I believe in a situation to where you have Westbrook playmaker because he is a great playmaker as well, too. You know, so if you can have Westbrook playmaker draw the attention, kick out the James in a one-on-one situation where you there's no it's no option for a double team those last five, six seconds. You know what I'm saying? When Westbrook kicks it out. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I and mean, putting all egos aside, hopefully if Russell can just understand, like, you came to Houston. So it's not also me as like it's hard and seeing, which it is, but like, you know, they got chemistry. They play it together. But going back to the last shot, I think situation kind of plays into like if I need two, I might take Russell Westbrook going to the hole. you know, but three point right. shot definitely get me harder on you know? but mm-hmm. you no, know, you take what the defense gives you at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, I think it's good to have it's it's a good problem to have when you're like, who's gonna take my last shot? And you're choosing between two guys, not who's gonna take
1: my last shot. Holy crap! I don't have anybody that can take that last shot. I agree with you, but but it's also who's gonna take my last shot. And 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 if I'm another team and I'm if I'm looking at the Clippers, I got who's gonna take my last shot, Kawhi or Paul George? Right, right. Who's gonna take my last shot? Russell Westbrook or James Harden? It's like who's who's sometimes known for being not clutch. Right especially in crunch time, James Harden late in the playoffs mm-hmm. and Russell Westbrook inconsistently throughout the season and playoffs. So, you know, in my in my opinion, you know, it's it's going to be a hard situation. I mean, as far as egos, I believe the the relationship is going to be there between Russell Westbrook so. and James Harden already playing together yeah, being young and already feeling screwed over over the whole, you know, James Harden not getting paid that extra 5 million to be right. able to stay. So I believe that the, the relationship is going to be there, but just to fit in general, because who do they have around? I mean, they still have formidable pieces around them, but I don't think pieces that naturally fit well. I mean, you could in a situation, you could put an Eric Gordon out there at the same time with James Harden or Russell Westbrook, but where's right. your size? And you only got P.J. Tucker and Clint Capella. You don't have any more size as well. Too. Right, you don't have, You
0: don't even have a really true four. You know, P.J. Tuck- Tucker is more of a three that's stretch four. Um yeah, it's not, you know, you got Capella, who is, you know, probably 16 and 12 is what you can expect from him. Not anything. And th- those 16 are going to be lobs, putbacks, mm-hmm. not anything.
1: And, they, and he didn't really show up, in my opinion, in the playoffs last season no, as well. needed really. him right. um, But they got a squad around him. I mean, they surprised us with how they played. Well, they surprised me, rather, with how they played in the playoffs. I mean, even getting as far. As to um, the conference finals, yeah. um, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the semi-conference finals against Golden State Game 7 mm-hmm. um, with the team that they have, but just trading on Russell Westbrook. But uh, but like we said, CP3 is a, a, is a smarter player. Yeah. Um, and, and he shoots the ball better as well, too. So it was a better fit in Houston for me uh, rather than uh, Russell Westbrook. But Russell Westbrook still is a hell of a player, though. So we'll see. Yeah.
0: Um, did Philly get better?
1: Philly got better for sure. I mean, they went out. Obviously did the sign and trade um to the heat for Jimmy Butler, got got uh, Josh Richardson, um, some other pieces as well too. Um, went out and signed Al Horford. Um but but their bench guy really lackluster. I mean, they wasn't able to keep JJ Redick. They re-signed James Innes, they lost TJ McConnell though. I, I really like TJ McConnell mm-hmm. for them. I'm, who do they did they go up and go out and get a backup point guard? I don't think so, unless and that's yeah. I don't really see the the
0: depth to me completely went away for Philly, and that's why I actually don't think they got they, better.
1: They the, uh, they lost Jimmy Butler, so they had to give Tobias Harris a lot of money yeah. as well too. So they were able to retain him, but he but he's a hell of a player as well too. Hasn't made an All Star team, but he got All Star money though. So um, so we'll see we'll see uh, with Philly. I I just believe that they don't have the bench. Uh, and who do you start? Right, you have got. Do you start Al Horford and Joel Embiid together? Do you start a a, 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 a digressing Al Horford, um, who should really just stick at a center spot as well, especially with how the fours are played now. Right. Um, do you start him and Joel Embiid together? I don't believe. I don't believe you should.
0: And see, so that's I do think you bring Horford, even though you're paying him, it's like four years, a hundred million or something ridiculous like that. Um, I do think you bring him off the bench and he's kind of your bench leader. Right. Um, they said Jimmy Butler was kind of the adult in the room for them last year. I think that's the role Al Horford's gonna take this year. Um, Damn, a hundred
1: million to be a role model.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not saying you can't play Al. If you ever hear this, not saying you can't play, but you got a lot of money, man, to go in there NBA and show them young boys how to, you know, what I'm saying, how right. To lead. Um, a lot of money, man. And we we still don't know if, to me,
0: Philly's ultimate. Completion of the process hinges on whether or not Ben Simmons can develop some sort of serviceable jump shot. Right. Even if he's not breaking guys down off the dribble and shooting off the dribble, he's got to. If you if you're posted up wide open in the corner for three, you can't be scared to take that shot.
2: I d- yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I, this was going back every, uh at LSU. You know, got rumors that coaches just urged Ben Simmons to shoot. Like, you know, this is a green light. We all know you're a one and done. Even in summer league. Hasn't shot the ball Doesn't shoot the ball I can't even say Hasn't shot the ball well But our, our Max deal's on the way For Ben Simmons So yeah. I guess I'm working
1: on Listen Ben Simmons can possibly uh, I mean if his other Game can develop Around him You know what I'm saying He, he gets uh, He gets better With his rebound and He gets better With his His just scoring ability In general Inside the paint and right. To where he can Go out and average 22 uh, 12 and 10 Or something like that He'll be an MVP mm-hmm. But um, uh, but like But like you said Monsky, He's a jump shot away He's just re- literally a jump shot away for Ben Simmons. Right. Um. And like and like y'all both say, like all he has to do is take the shot. Because we've seen it. Io- Giannis has started to do it. Giannis has started to take the open
0: threes, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what makes pe- him too sometimes. Right. Right. And that's exactly what people said. Watch out for when that guy starts making and ta- taking and making threes,
2: because the league's gonna be in trouble. So so aside from playmaking, is Ben Simmons has the Giannis potential? Yeah, I think he has the potential to be
1: better. better in my opinion.
2: Better. Yeah, yeah. Better What's
1: rebounder. It? Better passer. He's he's not the finisher, Giannis is, but he's definitely a better rebounder and passer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely more athletic as well too. Stronger. Well, I'm not gonna say stronger.
0: Giannis might be I, Shaq reincarnate with the strength
1: there. I just see so. Giannis run over a couple yeah. of people. I remember that 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 that, mm. that Nick game this past season when. When Hizonia dunked on Giannis, and yeah. Giannis came back a couple plays later, dunked and literally like shoved Noah Vonley <laughs> in his shoulder and looked at him like, "What you gonna do?" Right. You know what I'm saying? So like ever it's since a, then, I knew Giannis wasn't dude. playing around for sure. But uh, but definitely I believe Ben Simmons is still more athletic. Uh, maybe not on the strong tip. But he's definitely more – he's going to be a better player than Giannis if he gets that jump shot for sure. Definitely. In a couple of years, if his, like I said, if his other game develops around him, he might be better than Giannis as well.
0: And that's, I think if he does develop that jump shot, that will lead to his other game developing easier because right now, basically the – Ben, it's either if you're Kawhi Leonard, you guard him and don't let him dribble the basketball, or you just play off him because you know he's not going to shoot the ball and he's just going to drive.
2: Giving him the round effect yeah. Definitely giving him the Rondo effect.
0: Yeah. Like, and that's, right now, he's basically a 6'10 Rondo. And is a 6'10, is a 6'10 Rondo worth a max deal right now?
1: I'll give it to him, for sure.
0: Well, because you know that 6'10 Rondo is probably going to develop into...
1: A better 6'10 Rondo. Right.
0: Hopefully Magic or something. Right.
1: For <laughs> sure. Magic. I mean, in my opinion, Giannis won the MVP because he was knocking down those jump shots. Yeah. If he wasn't able to hit those jump shots, he wouldn't be – even if he was putting up the same numbers, he wouldn't be an MVP in my opinion. Right,
0: because people would say you just – you need to lay off him. Um, And that's what you see that when Giannis is bringing the ball up the court now, it's, oh, crap, is he going to drive on me? Or if I lay off him too much, is he going to pull up for three? And that's what – if that's what Ben Simmons is, and then he also has Joel Embiid – Mm -hmm. when the guy decides to close out and double-team you or, you know, leave the middle and you've got Joel Embiid in the center, that's when they're going to be serious.
1: Uh, um, A signing that surprised me this summer, though, was um, Kimba Walker to the Celtics. I really Mm -hmm. thought Jordan was going to do everything he can to keep Kimba, and I also heard that he did. They gave him the max deal, I mean, the most that he could possibly get, and Kimba said no. So I guess Kimba was tired of losing. He saw Boston, saw the young players that they had, I saw that he just wanted to be a part of that. And, and um, are the Celtics going to be better than last year? I, mean, I could, think so. You think I so? think
0: I think they got better, you know, the addition by subtraction. They, I think Kyrie was their issue. I think he was not fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, He took players out of roles that they had established in the playoffs and done well in mm-hmm. and stunted their development. Both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum had regressions in their stats. Um, Jason Tatum shot 43% from three in his rookie season. That's unbelievable for a rookie. Uh, he shot 37 this year. That's six, six points is a lot to drop. And you sh- from a player that you would think 43 is a high percentage to maintain, but you would think, okay, this guy is going to be a plus 40% three-point uh, three shooter for his career.
2: In my opinion, uh, definitely. Uh, Boston kind of, like, evened out for the most part because Kyrie, you know, Average probably like what twenty three this season maybe something, um, like, yeah, something yeah. like that about twenty three. You know, and Kemba definitely can average the same thing. Mark, yeah, twenty
0: four seven and five. Kemba was at twenty five six and four.
2: The, the biggest pro is a, a new face. I'm thinking Kemba's about to come to Celtics with like an open mindset, you know just trying to get with the program, but also bringing like an all star mentality as well. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown think they have, you know weight off their shoulders. They pretty much you about to soak up the little last minutes that Kyrie Irving and uh, and everything the problems in the locker room.
0: Yeah i say uh, probably a, a team that looks and plays a lot closer to the team that we saw Isaiah Thomas leading in terms of ball movement and, you know, who's scoring the ball.
2: Another team that, that um, made a, a mass improvement is Portland. Shout-out to uh, Hassan Whiteside, uh, signing with Portland. I definitely think if he can bring that witty attitude when he was maybe, like, what, two or three years ago, if he bring that to Portland, definitely can make a playoff or a championship run.
1: Oh, Portland definitely got better as well too. Mm-hmm. And they actually got uh Hassan Whiteside in the trade. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, uh, he did
0: he did, uh, he did opt into his um he had a player option. For he had a player team. option
1: opting into okay. that twenty five mil and they traded him out. I forgot who Mo Harkless. that's who they traded him for. Yeah. And Mo Harkless he ended up getting shipped to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely Portland got way more formidable. They re signed Rodney Hood, um, they signed Mario Hanzonia, um, got Ken Bays more in the trade as well, too. Yeah. Uh, but nice. so, but Hassan but signed Whiteside is gonna be nice. Uh, because uh, Nurkic is going to be out for about half the season. Right. And then um, Portland's going to have a, um, a trade option as well, too, to either get one of those two players out. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to be able to uh, possibly trade in and get either a draft pick or, or some other formula players around
0: yeah, as I think, well. think I think Whiteside's probably the guy that would get moved there because he's got the expiring contract. And Nurkic's deal, I think he's only making about $15 million a year, which isn't bad for a player that and, and gives my, you what he gives you. In my
1: opinion, um uh, the way the way DJ, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dame and CJ took over, Nurkic is a more of an offensive style center. Mm-hmm. I believe you keep Whiteside. You know, keep that defensive presence who's going to grab some boards and play dirty around the rim as well too. Um, I, I believe you keep him over Nurkic and then just kind of build around build around that. In my yeah. opinion, I mean, like you said, he's only making 15 mil by the year, so then my, that's easier to trade. In my opinion. that's
0: true. I think if you're if Whiteside's wanting that 25 mil a year that he's still getting don't know that he's getting this year, I think you ship him out. But if you're like, yeah, I'll i I'll come in come back in at the deal Nurkic was at, I think yeah, then Whiteside would be the better choice.
1: Okay, for sure, for sure. Uh, um um just, just to pause for a second, uh my homeboy Ree he gotta get up out of here. Wanna <laughs> give a big shout out to Ree. Uh, for coming in and, uh, and joining us today. We appreciate definitely you. Bro. Get get
0: your get your ads out there, get your social media out there again, Ree.
2: All right, yeah, thank you, man. It was definitely a good time being on Talking Hoops. But once again it's Ree on that Dollars on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all that same thing, same game.
1: All right. Appreciate you, brother.
2: But uh, so
0: um my the the last team I wanna kinda talk about as possibly improving. Did they get better or worse? Miami. Um they got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, um, obviously lost to white Whiteside yeah. in that trade. I look Jimmy Butler's really all they, you know, they are. Are they Jimmy done making Butler. moves too? That's the thing. Are they going to get? I think if they get CP3, they'll be all right. I think that's a really good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- if they don't get anybody else in there with Jimmy Butler, it's going to be tough for this season. And they did, um, you know, they signed Jimmy Butler with the hopes that. The next player they sign, you know, not. I don't think it's this this next off season after mm-hmm. next season after next year is when you get Giannis Lebron. Um, next year the, in two you get years, the yeah, and yeah, somebody become yeah. they the hope is that the player that they sign next is better than Jimmy Butler.
1: Yeah, Giannis and Jimmy Butler. That's pretty scary. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Um, for me, um, yeah, Miami went out and 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 got a big name and and got a couple contracts that they didn't want out of out of there. Josh, Josh Richardson, they didn't want that contract. Um, signed Whiteside, they didn't want to retain that contract. They even talk about making some other moves as well too, possibly bringing CP3 in. Um, I, I'm not sure who would you put in that tray. I mean, you got the you got Goran Dragic contract, you got Ryan Anderson contract as well too. Do you throw in a young player? Do you throw in picks? What do you do for oh, that? You
0: got James Johnson, too.
1: You got James Johnson making a did, lot of money.
0: Is Ryan Anderson – I thought Ryan Anderson was a free agent. Or I did don't he get bought out so. or something?
1: I don't, I don't I'm not sure. I believe um, he still has, like, that $19 in his contract. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, million. I could be – yeah, I could be lying, I'm not. if I'm not mistaken. But I believe they, they have some big contracts. That I could know get, for a fact – Was it
0: Houston? Some. Houston gave him that deal, <laughs> right? Houston gave
1: him that <laughs> deal for sure. They gave Ryan Anderson, <laughs> like, $80 mil.
0: Remember when we wanted the Pistons to sign? It was, like – pr- that was that was the year the Pistons were gonna be in for him too, and I was I was. He ended little, up signing with Houston. Yeah, I think it okay. was. I was a little upset that he ended up signing in Houston. Okay. I was like, okay.
1: Was it during? It was. It had to be during the Stan Van Gundy year for
0: sure. Yeah, I think it might have been before we got Tobias. Okay.
1: Oh yeah, I do and remember I th- that. I
0: think we traded for Tobias that season.
1: I do remember that. I do remember that for sure. Uh, so I do have a question for you since we are kind of wrapping things up. Yes. With all these big signings and and the way it, like the NBA shifted this summer the best duo in the league who's your best duo oh
0: cuz that's we are we I mean, are because
1: we got we got we got new york we got houston mm-hmm. we got la we got the clippers we got um uh, the P- portland we got we got a lot of teams who's your best duo i'll give you i'll give you a top 3 no i need your best i'll give I'll, g- I'll
0: give i'll give you i'll give you i'll give them to you in order so so number 3 i'll go with harden and russ i'll call them the iso bros the iso bros iso bros <laughs> um I, hey, I ain't gonna lie. I like that nigga. Right, I right. So, bros. Um, and then number two, I'll go Kawhi and PG, and
1: I think the best duo is LeBron and AD. Okay, I agree with you for sure on um, LeBron and AD being the best duo in the league. I mean, for me, you have uh, not even arguably you have two of the top, arguably three players in the whole league. Top yeah. five for sure, but arguably the top three players. And the whole league on one team. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. You got you got Kawhi Leonard, who's been compared to Jordan, who had a hell of a season, taking Toronto all the way to the chip, um, just this past NBA season. And then you throw Paul George right next to him, you know. But you have LeBron, who's been talked about as the best player right behind Michael, the best player in our league um, for the past 15 years. And then you throw AD right next to him, the guy who's supposed to be taking the torch to be the best player in the whole league. And you have both of them on the same team. Yeah. It has to be the best two in the league. Yeah, know? they're gonna be scary. They're gonna be scary as hell. Um,
0: yeah, I think uh, people put like Kyrie and Durant in there right now. I think we need to me. You need to we hold. need to ju- see. Like yeah, yeah you need to, need to hold to judgment
1: on Brooklyn until next season. We need to see. Because I mean, we're, I mean, we need to see what Brian and AD as well too. Right, but um, at least but we know. We, we at know least they're, they're gonna play coming. together next yeah. season.
0: Kyrie and KD aren't gonna play together aren't next, play next together. season, even though. Well, George
1: are gonna play together. Russ and James Harden are gonna play together. Right.
0: So, yeah, I think I think that's it for this episode of Talking Hoops. Um again, big thank Kay. you to Ree for joining us here. Um shout out to Ree Dollars. We're going to get things moving here. Uh next season, we're going to get this going consistently. We're going to try and get sure. these hammered out uh we- during the off season, get our, you know, get our system down. And yeah, we'll hope to hear from you soon.
1: We go keep blessing y'all, man. We promise.
0: Yeah.